Lord Jesus, we do thank you for bringing us together today, for placing before us your word that we might learn from you who we are and who we are becoming. In Jesus' name, amen. No doubt you've heard the phrase uh, KISS, K-I-S-S, right? Um, Keep it simple something. <laughs> yeah, we know what the, word is, what, the, what the other word is. I did say, uh, as I was looking up things this week and thinking about this message, uh, somebody had tried to, uh, to, to, to make sure that no one thought that they were calling them stupid, so they said uh, that, that KISS stands for keep it super simple. Which I think kind of works, but knowing my own stupidity, <laughs> uh, the other one probably applies better to myself. So you guys can pick whichever one you like better. Um, but uh, the, the reality is that we talk about that method of keeping it simple because, boy, do I struggle with that. Have you noticed that, not that I struggle with that, you probably noticed that too. <laughs> Have you noticed how hard it is and how quickly we move from what is simple to what to making the most simple things very complicated? In our, I, I love in the lessons today because I think they, should, they illustrate this so perfectly. The story of Naaman and the story of Jesus sending out the disciples. We'll start, and I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth between these two stories to help you see what I'm looking at here. The, uh, when Jesus sends out the disciples, he sends them out to, like I was talking with the children, to share the good news of Jesus, to heal others, to tell people God's kingdom has come near. That's what he said. You're going to go and, and you're going to tell people God's kingdom has come near. Whether they welcome you or not isn't the issue. Whether they, they uh, um, you know, whatever happens when you tell them God's kingdom is near, that's not up to you. You tell them God's kingdom has come near and there's healing in Jesus' name and that's good news. We can all do that. I know we can all do that. But there's a reason we don't, because we make it really complicated. We think that it is, and often I, I, I think it's about um, my own ability, right? So um, what do I bring with me that makes this possible, right? And so Jesus has already foreseen this when he sends them out, because what did he send them out with? He said, you're going on a trip. You're going on a missionary journey. You're going to do this in all the cities around. You're going to be proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. You're going to be healing people. You're going to come back and you're going to report to me on what, what happened. Um, so if Jesus gave you those orders, what would be the very first thing we would do? How many of you would go back and start packing, right? <laughs> We'd be like, okay, what am I going to need for the trip? Uh, my family just got back from, uh, from China, right? They were 10 days in China, and, and they, they, uh, um, they were thinking through uh, months ago what they were going to need to be able to go on the trip, to, to do what they were doing, and what they might need when they're there. Um, 
we do this all the time. You do this. It's summer. You're planning trips. You're doing uh, even day trips and things. We think, well, if we're going to go to the beach for the day, all right, what do I need to bring? What are all the possibilities? And so we start running through the list. If you're like, some of you are really, really good at this, and so you're prepared for everything. Some of you have uh, stuff in your car that you keep in your car all the time, right? Because you know that maybe if this happens, I'm going to need this. <laughs> Women, you, some of you have uh, you, these lovely bags we call purses that uh, you carry around because we men don't know how to have all of this stuff with us or we don't think that we're going to need it. Uh, and so, uh, but there's never, a, there's always a time where I'm like, um, even the simple things, I don't have a pen, right? And there's no Huntington reps around, so there's no, um, uh, uh, so I don't carry a pen with me. I, I, you know, where we, we leave things behind and we rely on others. Some others are very good at making sure we have all of those things. But we think through all the possibilities. If you're like me, when I do this, and I think through all of the possibilities, what inevitably happens is that I get to where I'm going and doing what I'm doing, and some conversation comes up, or some activity happens, and it's never what I expected. So in all of my preparation, I still didn't bring that one thing that I really would like. Have you been there? That's what drives us to be like ultra uh, prepared, right? For, uh, prepare for everything. But the reality is, can you prepare for everything? No, not in that way. But what Jesus wants us to know is that you can prepare for everything because you can trust Him to be with you in whatever comes up. You can trust God to be with you in whatever happens. That's why Jesus, when He sends out the 70, He tells them, don't go home and pack. Go right now. You don't need anything to bring with you to do this. What you need is to trust Him. It's simple, right? <laughs> but we have a lot of steps before we go. Bounce back to that tech that beautiful story of Naaman. It's a, it's a crazy story about how we make the simple complicated. Naaman has, uh, has risen up. He's the commander of the army of Aram. But he has leprosy. One of their raids, they capture uh, this little servant girl. She becomes his wife. She cares about him. She says, oh, if only you were with my people in Israel, the prophet could heal you. So, he goes to the king. The king says, okay, here's how we're going to make this work. Did you notice what he did? He didn't just say, all right, go. He said, 
Go, and I'll write a letter to the king of Israel, and I'll send along with you some gifts just to make sure that, that, that there's no problems when you get there. See how they're, they're complicating things? And when they get there, what does the king of Israel do? Right? They didn't even send him to the prophet, by the way. They sent him to the king because, after all, that's the way these complicated things work. So you got to go the, to the king of Israel, and the king of Israel says, what's all this about? Oh, I'm supposed to heal you of your leprosy? Look, he's trying to pick a fight with me. All of this because why? Because a young girl said, if you go to Israel, there's a man who knows God who can heal you. And now it's turned into a, a potential political disagreement uh, over, who, uh, over which nation has the power to provide healing and why they are withholding that from the leader of this conquering nation that is nearby. And there's a whole political thing going on because they have complicated it. When he finally gets to, the, to Elisha's house, what happens? See, this is where I have to tell you another story about my own life because this is the way it works for me. Uh, I learned this uh, lesson by uh, having children. Um, I love watching sports, right? You know that about me. So uh, my kids don't really like watching sports all that much. Most of the sporting events on TV take far too long for them to be interested in that. They would rather watch YouTube for 10 hours. So... <laughs> so um, <laughs> This is the way it works, right? So, so uh, especially in the fall, um, there will be days where, where I would be, you know, scrambling around trying to get stuff done before my Iowa State Cyclone football team comes on later in the afternoon. And then when they would come on, um, what would I want to do? I would want to just sit down and relax. And I can't really relax watching football, but I would sit down and watch the game and be present to it as much as possible. And if it's Iowa State, I can guarantee you when my kids come and say, um, hey, Dad, uh, can you? The answer is usually not right now. Um, <laughs> right? Not a good dad moment for me, but I'm just trying to be honest with you. That's what happens if it's Iowa State. But sometimes, but I like watching lots of other things. So if it's other things, and, my, and I've worked and scrambled so that I could then have the time to sit down and relax because that's what I'm always working for. Do you work for that too? Do you, do you spend time doing all your tasks and all this stuff and all this complicated things and then you work so that, so that you know, I got to get all this done so that I can sit, right? So that I can relax, so that I can just be. And so we scramble around and we do that. And then when we get to the part where we're just supposed to sit and relax and be, then uh, inevitably somebody we love and care about comes to us and says, hey, do you want to? And in my, in my better moments, when I realize what being is, I say, yeah, let's do that. And in my worser moments, where I think being is doing what I want and not being together, I say, not right now. When Naaman the servant gets to Elisha's house and he enters, 
Elisha doesn't even come down, does he? He's up there watching the game, I think. But he just sends a note, sends a message. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a note, maybe it's... Uh, he, sends, he sends a message. Go wash and you'll, in, the, in the Jordan seven times, you'll be healed. That's the message. Well, that's far too simple, isn't it? That's like when Jesus sends out the 70 and says, you don't need anything to go tell people about Jesus. You don't need anything to proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand. You have everything you need already. Just go trust me. But praise God for the servants in this story. Because they're the ones who trust. And they remind us who think that we have a better plan. Who know that there's a time for this and there's not a time for this. Who are ready to say, I know how to, I know how to do this and I know what I need to bring. Thank God for the servants who simply trust. Because when Naaman is about to go back and say, well, see, there's nobody in Israel that can help me either. The servant says, if he'd given you something complicated to do, wouldn't you have done it? Of course. I would have done whatever is needed. And so would you. The church is so good at this. When we talk about sharing the good news of Christ, what do we do? We spend three months in committees trying to figure out how best to do it, what, what gifts to include with it, so that when we share the good news of Christ, there's a reason somebody might want to might receive it. Do you understand how ridiculous that is? And I do this all the time. We, we make it so complicated when all that is needed is one thing. Trust that God will be with you no matter what happens. And that He's the good news, not the stuff we bring. It's hard because I like my good news. But I'm not, I'm not called to proclaim my good news. I'm called to proclaim the good news of Jesus. And so are you. And there's about 70 of us here today. So go out with a friend and remind them this is who we are. This is who we're becoming. And it's really simple because it has nothing to do with you and I and everything to do with Christ. Amen.